0: The Comedy Zone podcast is presented by International Podcast Day. Just a few days away, it's September 30th. International Podcast Day helps spread the word about your favorite podcast, like, for example, this one. For more information, go to internationalpodcastday.com.
1: From the Comedy Zone at the NC Music Factory in Charlotte, North Carolina, this is the Comedy Zone podcast. Find us on Twitter at the CZ Podcast and email us at comedyzonepodcast at gmail.com. Now, your hosts, Will Jacobs and Spencer Taylor. Welcome, Comedy's Own Podcast. I'm back in the house. It's Will Jacobs. Uh. That's, that would be Spencer Taylor. And we got Brian on the Wheels of Steel. It's good to be back, y'all. It's good to have you back. Yeah, yeah. It's all right. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's so early. I, w-
1: I wanted to say that I listened to the podcast last week, and you all did an excellent job. Oh, <laughs> well, thank you. It's, it's, no, it's, it really is weird listening to the podcast without you in it. Like I listen to all of them, yeah. so I really haven't heard that many without me in it. And uh, yeah, I kind of liked it. I'm like, <laughs> shit. I hope I don't get drop. fired. Like, this <laughs> was, I was like, let me get my ass back next week before they realize how good that yeah. was. Because I don't, I don't want to get let go. You know, it's so all I got. So you know,
2: it is the crack of 8:30 a.m.
0: It is. Yeah, we we uh, it bears mentioning we're here a good probably two hours earlier than usual Uh it was a, a necessary Friday morning. Two hours
1: for me. Yeah. <laughs> so I so totally I prepared too. and I had my. Uh, my, got my protein, yeah, he's turkey some sort of and cheese wrap. wrap. Oh, and I didn't say my grace. Go ahead and talk, Spencer, while I say my grace. Oh, goodness.
2: Is that from a gas station? You're blessing gas station <laughs> food. And a Dunkin' Donuts coffee.
1: I feel like you should especially bless gas station food. I guess (laughs) so. Like, if you're at Del Frisco's, (laughs) you're probably in good shape if you're at a nice steakhouse. But when you get some shit from a gas station, you you need to do a couple Hail Marys and maybe some religions you don't even subscribe to. Bless it twice, Catch everything. Are you drinking your
2: coffee black?
1: I love my coffee Ah. black. I like my coffee like I like my... uh, Whatever, but yeah, I do. I drink my Your coffee black. Yeah, my, <laughs> Your family. My, my my skin, my family, my uh, everything. So, so Cleveland. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I want to hear all about it. Yeah, thanks for asking me about it. Well, I was going uh, to no, but no, you were fine, you were, right, you really were really in mid really, really. In I, mid genuflection. <laughs> I didn't want to <laughs> yeah, throw the, throw the big words out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Get polysyllabic on me when I <laughs> Yeah, okay. I like that. But no, I, Cleveland was good. Cleveland was a good time. I made it safe. Safe safe there and back, of course, and the crowds were great. Had a five five shows. Five shows up there. Yeah, a lot of fun. That's awesome. But, you know, went through the range of emotions. And most comics can relate to this where some shows you have and you get off the stage and you're like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah like yeah. in your mind you're like i wonder what i'm going to wear when i get my star on the walk of fame like, yeah. when i put my, my hands in the yeah what is my comedy central Presents going to be like and then you have other shows where you step off the stage and you go why did i think this was a viable career path <laughs> Thank what God made God I'm me a think <laughs> right like i got a
2: backup plan
1: what made me wake up and go i'm going to tell jokes to people why what 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 made me think that was a good idea so i went through those range of emotions. A couple of the shows were fantastic. A couple other ones were like, eh. But I learned, you know, I, I learned from all of them. I tape all of them and I listen and go back and review the tape and see what needs to improve. And it's a constant process. But
2: well, that's it's cool that most of them went well, right?
1: Mm hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: You're very well manicured. Am, your fingernails are like at a perfect length.
1: Good. I have to because I have little c fingers. Yep. So they're like little Vienna sausages. <laughs> so I try to manicure them good. They're
2: not that fat. My dad's fingers, I swear to God, they're like that fat. Really? Yeah, he has the fattest fingers I've ever seen of anyone. Anyway, I went to Florida this past week. That's right. Yeah. We, you well, you on, hung Martin out with, I got
0: with. we have a we have a celebrity-ish. Yeah.
2: Well, he's a definitely a celebrity. <laughs> I think he's great. A lot of people would be like, eh,
0: I don't know. What? But th- th- um, this is a cool start. Nick star opened
2: for, Nick featured, for um, Bobcat Goldthwait,
0: Ooh. and
2: it, we got to hang out with him in the green room, and That's he was awesome. just—he was a genuinely nice guy. You meet a lot of headliners, and I—I I really haven't had an experience where the headliner was mean, um, but you can see sometimes they're a little standoffish, especially like when you get to the higher celebrity, you know. Headliners, but he was nice. He was talkative in the back room. Even though he wasn't having the best day, he still made the time to talk to us and tell us stories. And he was just a really awesome guy. Did
1: you all sit like Indian style and listen to
2: him? Oh yeah, he was telling some crazy stories. The stories that really like make you scared. It made us scared of bookers. Some of the stuff he said, like it was, it was almost unbelievable. Is there
1: any of it you can share?
2: Um, I, I I guess I could tell a little bit. Basically, I won't I won't say like all the details. But he got set up by a booker, um, a, like a fake booker, basically, a con artist, okay. so that he—the he, guy tried to set him up so that he would be unable to do the show because he would be in some legal trouble, mm. is all I'm going to say. And then I, I've never put—I've never really considered that, that there might be people who are booking you for a show, and really they just want the money from the club that they're booking. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so they'll do whatever they want, you know, to make sure they keep that money, because when you get— to his level and making thousands of dollars, you know, to do a show. Ah, it was just – it was scary almost, you know. Wow. Learning that, yeah, there's people are out there. You just never think about that for a booker, really.
1: You what, know? that there could be seedy bookers?
2: Yeah. Well, like, especially when you know the – like, he, he knew what club he was going to and stuff like that, but it was, like, a weird third-party person that got mm-hmm. involved. It uh-huh. also – It also made me think that there's really roundabout ways to commit crimes. There must be easier crimes to commit than the one that he explained to us. Oh. You know? Wow. If I was a criminal... I'd be so lazy. Then it would have to be something real easy. Like if she was a criminal. <laughs> yeah, if. If. That's hilarious. I should have said when. If she <laughs> when wasn't when a criminal. When I was a when criminal. I turned two. I thought, yeah. <laughs> no, but
1: that's that's cool. So did you drive? Did you fly? How would you get down there? Drove. Drove. How, How many it? hours was It's only like that? six
2: hours to Jacksonville. It was really not, not You two bad.
1: can stand each other in a car for six hours.
2: Yeah, I'm an I'm incredibly pleasant person to, to travel with. I'm Are you really? Than, yeah, I'm super low maintenance. Um,
1: I just see you like. Sticking your fingers in people's ears, and kicking, <laughs> kicking legs and uh, stuff like that. Do you I, do I mean, I
2: sing, maybe once in a while, I'll sing like a jingle over and over for, you know, 15, 20 minutes. But <laughs> other than that, I think I'm real good. I'm very, I don't have to stop to pee, like, ever. I'm not, I'm not someone who gets hungry and then gets upset about it. Hangry, as they call it. I don't, I don't. I don't care. I can go the whole trip without eating, peeing, just sitting. I like, I love books on tape, so I'm just very adaptable.
1: Well, that's good. That's fun to My travel Bobcat with. But Bobcat was that.
2: awesome. It's it's so fun to see someone. He's been doing He's, I think he said 53. And he's been doing it yeah. since he was 18. Uh, and it was just. Wow. And he, the, he started out with a character. So he had that voice. Like, you know, um, I can't do the voice. But yeah, he, he compared like, it to uh, Grover. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, he So he started out with that voice. And. When we were talking to him, he he was just he was over that. He didn't want to do that. He wanted to go up there as himself, and that's something you don't really consider when you kind of box yourself into something yeah. and you get famous for like a certain aspect of your your act. He people were yelling out like, "Do the voice," and he's like, "I'm going to either do my jokes or I'm getting off stage. I'm not going to do the voice." He's yeah. like, "That's something I did when I was 20. I don't want to anymore." But that was that was that was interesting. It was all a learning experience, I'd say.
1: Yeah, I, I think that I could imagine that that is uh that's that makes it hard.
2: Yeah. Well, I guess what, you go on stage and you're very much yourself. Yeah. So that's not something you have to really consider. But if you did do a voice or, you know what I mean? Maybe you danced a bunch and people expected that. Yeah. Um, you might tire of it easily,
1: you know? Yeah. That would suck for me if people were like, hey, don't be that. Yeah. Like, that's, yeah. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> yeah, I don't exactly. have any other. Yeah, we want you to do that thing you did. Uh, dude, yeah, 20 <laughs> years different ago. Different persona. Talk like a yeah. black guy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> 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 some silly, some silly shit. <laughs> I wouldn't know what to do No, I but that's, that's really cool though. That's really, and, and it's always good when you, uh, when you meet people, like you said, when you meet people that you've admired mm-hmm. and they're, you know, down to earth and, and humble and willing to take their time. Cause I've met, I mean, I'm sure we both have, yeah. you've just <laughs> met some people where you're like, are you fucking kidding <laughs> me? Like, I mean, I've had comedians where it's like, I walk up and this is when I was just first getting started. And I remember walking up to this guy and being like, hey, you know, uh, I'm a huge fan of of what you do and what you've done over the years because he had done television and been famous for uh, some stuff. And I said, man, what advice can you give to, you know, a comic, you know, trying to sort of start on his journey? Mm -hmm. And he said, "Uh, hey, man, just do your thing, man. I don't give advice. Uh, and he waved his hand like a, like a fly was on his on his food <laughs> yeah. it like, was you you were the
2: fly he's like yeah hey, get out of <laughs> here <your inaudible> <ass."> so <laughs> <laughs>
1: like really I might as well have just been like hey <sighs> bah, <inaudible> yeah. blah, blah 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 he
2: just takes out Raid and he sprays you like, get out of here <laughs> spray me in the face I don't have time for this
1: but yeah and I've I've had that experience uh, you know more than once so it's it's and you hope that if you're fortunate enough to reach, you know, certain heights, I guess, in notoriety, that that you won't be like that. Because yeah. I always wonder is there is there something about fame that pulls that out of people, or are these just people that were predisposed to that anyway?
2: Yeah, you can definitely see how it could wear on you, like Bobcat. People were coming up to him, and they were just telling these stories that i'm sure he didn't care about. Hey, uh, i saw Police Academy 2 and i was i was wearing these red shoes. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and i'm like i haven't seen those shoes in years. But anyway, Police Academy 2 is really funny. And i i think you should go back to the voice. You know what i mean? I, like i don't like your new stuff, but but the, that that movie was so funny and those shoes, i really miss them. And he's just like, "Okay." And he was like so nice. I can see how like years and years of yeah. that you might get a little grumpy. I don't think i'd ever like i i'm i'm too nice to be <laughs> like get out of here. Get out of my space. But I can see how that could happen eventually.
1: Yeah, I I And you and people don't look at it from that side, you know? Yeah. It's like I was talking to my wife about this cuz I think we were talking about the interview you did uh which was really good with uh Paul Hooper. Yeah. Um, yeah, and 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 uh John Heffern. And John Heffern and and y'all were talking about people running up to take pictures and sometimes as a performer there's just a certain space that you want to be in mentally mm-hmm. and when somebody runs in and they're doing that, you don't want to be rude because they're the reason you have a job. Yeah. So you don't want to necessarily brush them away. But listen, if you want to get what you paid to see, mm-hmm. then you got <laughs> to give gotta me, give me time. the yeah, yeah, so there's a balance. You got to find it. And my wife kind of didn't get it. And she's like, you know, but they're the reason that, you know, your fans are everything. So, you know, it's not cool to, to just brush them off. And I'm like, well, there's a balance because you got to perform. Exactly. You know, like, and as a performer, I understand, like, you see some of these comics where they're in there getting ready, and there's 15 people flooding into the room wanting pictures, or this guy owns that business, or Mm -hmm. this guy's a sponsor for this thing or that thing, and they want autographs, they want pictures, and you're trying to figure out whether or not you're going to do a certain bit. Yeah. So...
2: It is. It, it can wear. I bet it can wear on you. But I also think you have to. Maybe some people are a little predisposed. What What are you doing?
1: I'm taking out some drugs. <laughs> we'll kind of like a buffet.
0: will just
2: take out a whole baggie of, of what, some what, pills what, here. You have
0: a, is that a dime bag? Would that be a dime bag? What would that be?
1: These uh, no, Brian. <laughs> right. This is a uh, do some... Ziploc sandwich bag, and in it are uh, Crack. these. Uh, I forget the name of it. But it's an anti-inflammatory because I started having problems with my Achilles from all the working out I was doing. So the doctor told me to take uh, three of these a day for a few weeks. Now, in the meantime, I've started to get fat again, which is a a problem. Oh, I'm blowing am Let me tell you something. (laughs) I'm blowing up. All right. I'm blowing up. You don't see me neckers. Yes. and, And wait, wait, wait. Let me just take a moment to say thank you. Right. For not. Right. For that now, night. see how you're thanking me not to see me naked. <laughs> yes. You realize it could be grotesque. That's what you're. <laughs> no, it's, that's, that's what I you're admitting when have, you say that.
2: There are he doesn't like black men. He's <laughs> maybe right. He's yeah, racist. that's exactly right. right. <laughs> you're right. There's something
1: if you were Asian yeah. or
2: something, he'd give you a go. We have
1: no problem. So I, I got to take this. In. So
2: the, wait. So those are just anti-inflammatory. They're glorified ibuprofen that you paid extra for because they're blue.
1: Oh, listen to Spencer Nye, the <laughs> science gal. <laughs> You
2: could have come up with a better name than that. It's it's eight (laughs) thirty.
1: I'm not a magician, all right. (laughs) Listen to Spencer Degrassi Wow, that made less sense. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. all planetary. DeGrasse Degrass
2: Tyson. Not De- Degrassi was it Degrassi. Degrassi. a show. <laughs> Look, at <this>.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Look at Degrassi Spencer. <laughs> Degrassi was a show with Drake, right? Yes.
2: <laughs> that was the next generation. I lived off that stuff. I love that show so much.
1: <laughs> Did you for real?
2: Yeah. Like the first. <laughs> oh,
1: oh yay. 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 All right. Our guest is here. Here we go. Our guest is here, ladies and gentlemen, while we're eating sandwiches and drinking Hi. coffee. Welcome. Are we going to transition right into that? Yeah, let's just yeah. go right into good. it. Good, Heather then Sarah I don't have to do a segue. Good. <laughs> good, I'm not good. <laughs> he's very yeah, he, bad at he's segues. He's not good at the segues.
3: You forget every time. <laughs> I like to yeah, put the headphones on and feel real into it. <laughs> All right.
0: <laughs> uh, we should probably We mention. are here
1: with the wonderful, amazing... It's Heather McDonald. Hi, how are you? Good. Thank you for stopping by. Thanks for having me. Star of TV and stage and... (laughs)
3: <laughs> Mother extraordinaire, don't forget that one. Mother
1: extraordinaire yes, yes, yeah. so, so how have you enjoyed Charlotte so far? you've been down here now?
3: I love it. this is the second time I've come here, and um my really good friend, I met her the first day of college at u s c the real u s c university of oh. Southern California no offense um yes, yeah, so she lives here, so it's it's super fun, normally, I go to a city and i by myself in the hotel and, you know, I have to do everything by myself until the shows. But now I'm staying in her house and she's gotten all these people to come tomorrow night. She's really Ooh. organized, you know, <laughs> literally her Facebook. She got 108 people coming to my second show. Oh, tomorrow. wow. Night. wow. So um, with like a bus involved and like a di- like, Ooh. I mean, she's probably st- I'm like how many hours? She does have a job, too. T- kids, so I'm like, how many hours did you spend like coordinating? So I'm very lucky to have these great friends and. The city is so pretty. This weather is gorgeous. Yes, it's so pretty. It's
2: at a good spot. Yeah, yeah, not too hot. We don't even need the fan. It's been hot in here. Oh, really? (laughs) No, it's
1: nice. It's beautiful. (laughs) Yeah, good, good. Well, can I just comment on the fact
2: that you look? Fantastic, and it's this early in the oh, morning. Thank you. You look awake. <laughs> well, I did so just—I did just do a television show. Well, there but we still, go.
3: I get cute for podcasts because they always—if <laughs> you don't, it's always when you go, "Oh, forget it," or a radio show, and then they're like, oh, "We're filming this for the web. You don't mind, do you?" you know, <laughs> okay, so now it's like, or a picture after you just always have to look cute now.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Plus,
1: it affects the quality of the podcast because right. we have to look at each other exactly. You know, have some respect. <laughs> <laughs> be attractive
3: it's easier than ugly you know what i mean
1: so i wanted to talk to you about your work on chelsea lately uh-huh Hela- first of all hilarious thank that, you that, that, and that relationship that you and chelsea have is yeah. that have you known each other for a long time because no. it sort of comes across that way
3: um actually we didn't really know each other that well when i got the job seven years ago i just like heard well now it's eight but when i heard that she was doing the show um i really wanted to get like a full-time writing job again at the time and My younger son was like a year and a half and I'm like, I better like get in now. Otherwise, like it's hard when you're a mom, you know, people always, I know a lot of people want to not work and be at home and I respect that, but it's a lie to say that you can just like hop back in after so many years. So I kind of felt like, oh, this will be a great opportunity and I knew Chelsea's act and I would written with the Waynes Brothers. So I'm like, if I can write for black men, I think I can write for a drunk blonde. Like I can get the persona and everything. And I knew her stand-up back. So we just knew each other like... Acquaintances, not like we chat on the phone, but like have fun at shows or whatnot. So then I started working on the show, and we we did become really good friends. She's a real girls' girl, and it was so fun for all those years. Now the show's been off for a year, but everybody's doing really, really well, mm-hmm. and I'm like forever grateful for the experience. But I kind of I kind of like being able to do more stand up. I couldn't really when I was doing the show as much mm-hmm. because you know you had to be there Monday through Friday. So I've I thought it's been great this past year.
1: It's been so much fun. That's really cool. So then how have you been able to balance, because uh, I just celebrated my one year anniversary of marriage. Nice. And I, Yeah. And I know that you have been married for 15 years, 15 years yes. and then you have children. Right. right. How have you been able to balance?
3: Well, you know, I think the reason I had kind of a, a different experience than other female comics in that I did stand up in my 20s. And then kind of unconsciously, I sort of stopped when I was got married and was 30 and um, I was still like working as writing white chicks as you know getting little parts here and there and then actually last comic standing started and it made me really want to do it again mm-hmm. so I just got back into it probably like six months before I got the job on Chelsea and then by that time I had a whole nother act of being married with kids and everything and then thank God the because of the show I was able to like get good gigs and and be able to do it and my husband it's it's hard for a female comic to find a guy that has the a healthy ego and confidence that my husband has. He thought always thought it was great. Like when before I met him I'd be dating guys when I was doing stand up and they were either really into it and like secretly wanted to do it themselves, which is super annoying, <laughs> or they thought like, okay, so how long are you going to give this stuff or like be rude about it. He was just like, "Oh, that's cool. I'll come." thought it was funny you know and now i talk so much about him in my act and the other day i was complaining to my friend i'm like you know peter's just not very sensitive and then i thought if he was really sensitive he would not be able to handle what i say (laughs) about him in like a healthy way so i'm like okay i have to take that for what it is and appreciate that i couldn't have the life i have without him and then he's always been so great about being with the kids and you know, never making me feel bad if I'm missing three days. And the way my schedule is now, though, people go, "Oh, are you on tour?" and I'm like, I always think it's weird that it's true because I come home. Like, I'll go on like a Thursday and I come home on a Sunday, okay. and I and it's rare that there's like a couple weekends in a row. Sometimes there's like three weeks in a row and then I'm home for five weeks. It's just where the gigs come, and if I if it's like a place I want to go, like now I kind of have a thing about. Um, I just want to go to cute cities (laughs) like it's got to be like a cute city where I could get out like walk to there's good shopping. There's a Starbucks like because I went to Jacksonville, Florida, and that is not a cute city like Charlotte's super cute, super cute. And um, so, yeah, so it's got to be like a nice, pleasant experience for me.
1: Now, with with your husband, I know he's supportive of the comedy, but are there ever those moments where he's like, hey, you don't need to be talking about... Never. No, he doesn't do that ever. Never, ever, ever.
3: Never been once. And he'll bring friends. And sit in the audience, and they're crying laughing because I'm talking about it. And then they're like, that was so funny. I feel a little bad for Peter, but, you know, I'm like, Peter has a great life. Let me just tell you, Peter has a great life. Um, I'm attractive. I still have sex with him. He gets to golf all the time. I mean, it's okay. It's all worked out. But I do feel like I chose the right person. Because I've had friends who are female stand-ups and they've had boyfriends who will be like, hey, don't talk about me in the act.
1: Wow. And
3: I think that's really hard because it's your life. It's what's going on. And if you can't talk about your spouse. But I do feel as a woman, I get away with more than a man really bagging on his wife. Like, we do have that advantage. There is definitely, like, a sexist thing where I, like, you can, you know, like, if a guy was, like, you know, talking about something unattractive about his wife, it would be like, whoa. Whoa. Whoa, asshole. Yeah. (laughs) But with me, the guys are laughing, the girls are laughing, you know, because the the guys have a thicker skin about it, thank God, you know. Right. Like, I was watching, I watched your act last night. Oh, thank you. And
2: uh, you were fantastic. You were very animated. Uh That was really... Amazing to see. But uh, you were talking about your husband's physique. Yes. And that would be completely right. no. inappropriate right. the other way. Because <laughs> you're saying listen. he was like looser. Well, listen, my, husband,
3: my husband is 50. He's 6'3". And he's not fat, but he's just like a little bit bigger. Like he, his stomach is go it's not a saggy stomach it's like that hard like 50 year old like unprofessional golfer stomach like it's just a little bit bigger it's not like a size 28 waist okay so yeah i said that and you're right if a (laughs) comic got up there and was like whoa my wife never lost the baby weight people would be like get the hell out of here (laughs) you know so no i i appreciate you know i'm not one of those female comics that are like "Boo hoo, i'm a female comic guys have it so much either i feel like it's never been a better time to be a female in the business. I feel that um, the I'd like to attribute like 30-year-old guys to being way more open and they're not like the 45-year-old guys who are like... I don't find women funny. Not that they're like that, but that whole thing doesn't exist. Like younger guys, I've had bachelor parties like come to my show as part of their night. They're straight. Like straight men like think I'm funny. I'm not just, it's not just (laughs) girls and gays, you know? And I think that guys are just, and, and just younger people are just really open to it. Doesn't matter if you're white or black or straight or gay. Like if you're funny, I find that person funny. And I think that's, the biggest change I've noticed like in the last decade with comedy and why I think it's like there's such a resurgence of comedy and it's been you know because people are just recognizing like as long as you're true to yourself and be authentic then there isn't like a type of comedy you know right. how there was like used to be the alternative comic or the da 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 you know right. or the one liner it's like no everybody has their own style you can mix your styles and just mm-hmm. be you you know
1: right now with with Chelsea I I look at what she's done and I feel like she's done a really, really good job of sort of exposing America to a lot of talent and and in particular female uh, comedians.
3: I mean the show, you know, when we first started doing the show, it was just going to be Chelsea, one comic, one like entertainment reporter like a Julianne Rancic and then one what you call it like a stunt casting like a biling like a weirdo you know that would just so we got rid of the weirdo because they would throw off the conversation and Then we had the two <laughs> comics and the Julianne Rancic type and then we would tell the entertainment reporter don't try to be funny just contribute to the story like with your insight. But then they would try to be funny and it oh. wasn't that funny. So yeah. then we just decided all three comics and it became like a real comedy show. And so often people would be like, oh, I love that show you're on on Comedy Central. And that was so flattering that they <laughs> thought it was Comedy Central and not E. Right. And um, and people know she did more for like really getting names out there, much more than like a Tonight Show or anything nowadays mm-hmm. will do. And since the show's been off the air, I don't feel like any other show has really
1: stepped on that done like done
3: that. at Midnight people it's a great show and it's funny, but I don't feel like like you get to know the character of the people like you did on Chelsea Mm. because on Chelsea, we would talk about a topic. Like if it was, you know, if if we're doing the show and we talked about, you know, Ben and Jen and the nanny, you know, I would say, well, I had a nanny once and this is what happened. So then the audience knows, okay, I'm married. I have kids and they start to get to know Know me, but there's no show like that where you start to really get to know people's persona and know that this one's single and Joe Coy has one son and like, Everybody got to really know you well on the show, which was great. So then when they come see your stand-up, it's like you don't even have to – you don't have to even explain yeah. who you are. It's like that's really great.
1: Now that And that was always a fascinating dynamic to me with the three comics up there right. because it almost looks like – or, or to me, it would feel like like this game of double dutch where when do I get my stuff in? Right. Is this yeah. person going to say something? Oh okay, God. am I doing yeah. too much? Here? Like, is there a constant push and pull you're doing in your it, head when you're up there?
3: Yeah, well, I got really used to it. And I was, you know, an improv person. So you never want to be what you'd call a steamroller. Mm-hmm. And But there was definitely a thing where I'm like, let me just get my joke in first. Because I may not. If I wait, we may go to another topic. And sometimes yeah. you would see that with a new person and we would be watching in the writer's room and we'd feel bad or we'd be like, oh my God, get something in. Or we'd I'd root for someone to be on. And they usually always gave them two chances. And then sometimes they wouldn't ask them back and people were like devastated by it. I'm like, you know, Aww. it's not it's not the <laughs> form for <laughs> everybody. everybody. Like some of the funniest yeah. comics, we knew their style wouldn't do well in that setting. You know what I mean? So it wasn't for everybody. And then... And Chelsea really wanted like regulars. So sometimes if it was a New York person, we, she was like, no, because I want it to be, we didn't have a budget to fly people out. So she was like, no, I want it to be that people Smart can be on story. like once or twice a month. Yeah. And it's not a big deal for them to get here. We didn't send cars for them. It wasn't like a, you know, it was a low budget thing. So people would come and just make a few hundred dollars to be on. And mm-hmm. and that was great. if It was just a supplemental thing to their life. And then it just, and then we all started. To really know each other really well. And so that chemistry was always pretty clear on the round table.
1: Well, now, did you did you start in L.A.? or Yes,
3: or, I'm from L.A. Oh, you're from L.A. I'm from oh, that's L.A. rare. You never really hear yeah. people yeah. from right. L.A. And, you know, when I started to do stand-up, people said, you can't start in L.A. And I'm like, what am I supposed to do? Like, move to <laughs> yeah, Texas? Exactly. Like, at least what I <laughs> need to, to a bring. a small city At first. least, you know, and in L.A., you have to bring a lot of people. It's so a lot of what you call bringer shows. Mm-hmm. Um and in order to get up, you've got to have like eight people in the audience. They're not even going to let you do stand up, you know? So that was the one thing I had going for me. I grew up there. I was one of five kids. I was in a sorority. I like maintain relationships. But I did feel like I was constantly almost like in like a pyramid marketing scheme. Like, <laughs> like, so I'd be like, someone would be selling me shoes and they'd be laughing at what I'm saying. And I'm like, you know, if you find me funny, I have a show tonight. (laughs) And I, you know, and then I would like invite these people and and, like have, and then once they would come, sometimes, you know, if it was a guy, they thought like, we would fuck or something and I was like no I just needed your body like I just needed you to sit in there and and like and even with girls too they were like oh okay let's like hang out and get lunch I'm like i got enough friends like, you saw the act I'll invite you in six months when it's new again like I'm not gonna torch it like it was so yeah it would literally I had like a list and it'd be like dialing for audience members like I felt like a telemarketer hey girl remember we met at Nordstrom's? funny that we talking I've got a show tonight at the uh belly room in the comedy store and <laughs> yeah, it was just, it, that part was hard, you know?
1: That, that's hilarious because I, I used to sell insurance. Yeah. So I know, like, <laughs> yes, I know that exactly. feeling. Like I used to get kicked out of malls and stuff. Oh, like, my God. Oh, well and then while the security guard might be taking me out, I'd be like, I know you're protecting this establishment, but have you thought about protecting your family? Yes, totally. <laughs> and then I, then I still be trying to always be closing, so you know? Off, yeah,
3: to just constantly, yeah. Like every single person I see was like a potential audience member that I might need you know cuz I had to spread it out obviously you know you don't mm-hmm. do new stuff every night and that I have a lot of I have like a lot of catholic guilt about someone not having a good time like I also had like um like like I always feel like I'm a little bit of a codependent comic where I'm like more worried about the audience like it's amazing when I see like a comic be like uh kick that person out this and that <laughs> like I had this really drunk girl in Chicago and she was really drunk with her date And it's like, I almost get, like, supportive drunk hecklers. Like, in the middle of a story, they'll be like, And I'm like, okay, like, they're not bagging on me, but you're throwing off the mojo, and this person's turning around annoyed, and I'm being distracted. And so finally, I'm like, hey, girl, like, so happy that you're having fun, but you're like, gotta be quiet. Then the whole audience cheers, and then she's like, gives me this sad pudding face, Aww. and then I'm like, looking at the guy who's like, at first he thought it was great to give her those drinks, you know, but because so he could, you know, get laid or date rape or whatever. Now he's humiliated. Like it was just, and all that's going through my head, like the whole scenario. How many times they've been out? Have they fucked yet or not? Like, is are they is he gonna like? Is this almost like a roofie situation? Do I need to get involved? Like, I, I everything is going through my head. I'm like. Oh, my God. So I get very distracted. Or, like, I remember I had a friend that had a really funny herpes joke in her act. And if she was going to be on the same bill as me, like, you know, like, 10 comics, 10 minutes, whatever, um, I wouldn't want to invite my two friends who had herpes. Because I felt like if they hear that joke, that's going to really hurt them. And so they'd be like, I want to come to your show tonight. I'm like, no, it's okay. Because so-and-so is on it. And so then... One time I forgot, and I, oh, no. I go, oh shit, you know, this girl's here, and she starts doing the herpes commercial joke and everything, and I look out, and my herpes-inflicted girlfriend laughed harder than anybody else, and I was like, wow. Heather, you got to just stop worrying about it. Like, I can't wow. Wow. worry about it, you know? Like, so I've gotten a little bit better, but I still feel like, you know, I want everyone to have a good time. I want it to be a pleasant experience. You know, when you would bring people to do stand-up, and then, like, you're number seven, and like number five and six are so horrible and you're like oh my god oh my god oh my Ooh. god get off the, get off get off get off i have to save the night i have to save the night like it's very stressful you know Ooh. these my friends got a sitter the guilt that i'm getting of just like a horrible stand oh yeah yeah that now
1: would you be have, mm.
3: you have two
2: books that yeah. you wrote that you were show. can you talk a little bit about them? sure
3: um the first book i wrote was you'll never blue ball in this town again <laughs> yeah everyone laughed at the time and i uh started to i wrote i chose to write that book because you know, a lot of people have books about, you know, like, you know, One Night Stands, Chelsea Had the Horizontal Life, which was a huge hit. And A lot of, you know, and I love like hooker literature, like anything about like sleeping with people and stuff and like, you know, you'll never make love in this town again. And there's a new book come out, come out called Fast Girl about an Olympian who became a high class call girl. Like that is my, that is my jam. That's the kind of books <laughs> I love. I love... Re- but I was a virgin until I was 27. And, but I blue-balled a lot of guys. Like, I <laughs> oh, just, man. like, was very into dry humping. So I was <laughs> like, hey, I don't... My stories don't end in penetration, but I have just as many dating and funny stories and humiliating stories, and you know, to tell. So then I thought of the title, and and I knew being on Chelsea, like, this was the time to, you know, p- possibly get a book deal. And if I pass it up, it may not come around. So I just took advantage of the opportunity and that was really fun writing the book i really liked it um it was stressful it was like college finals like the biggest (laughs) paper is due and kind of haunting you but the most satisfying thing is finishing that book and Mm. and having like this amazing memory it's like i don't really keep photo albums i don't you know it's like and so then the next book so i wrote that one from like about my life like 18 to 30 and the next book was my life in my 30s working on chelsea and raising the kids and putting them in Catholic school and like wanting like I it's like I had a kind of a dichotomy in my life like I'm with these people saying horrible language and most inappropriate awful jokes every day nobody had kids on staff and then I was like (laughs) you know going to the Catholic school and Boy Scouts and like wondering like why I'm not being invited to like the mom's party you know and so it was very so that's why I called that one my inappropriate life because I felt I was accused of being inappropriate and and it was so devastating to me. And then I was like, well, maybe I kind of am. So that I just just embraced it. it. Exactly.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Now, do you, do your, do your kids get it? Do they understand? Like, do they ever see your comedy or they see you on TV and they go, wow, mom is like, are they at that age where they understand like what you do?
3: They, uh, my son is 12. So he really gets it. My, my stepdaughter is like very quiet and she's like so opposite of me, but she's like an excellent student and really sweet. And, um, it doesn't bother bother her what I do, but I did not let them see my, my special, which is on Netflix. This um, They just put it on this month. Um, I mm. don't mean to brag, but I said you can't <laughs> see that until um, until you're like 16. Because at 16, I figured they'll look back and go, yeah, I was an asshole at nine. Like, they'll <laughs> see the funny, but right now, like, I think my, especially my younger son would be, like, sensitive if I told a story about it. But I did say to them, like, I was, um, if my 12-year-old says something really funny, um, He's okay with me, like, I, I'll write, like, mom, son, mom, son, and write it on Twitter, and, or say what he said, and he's, like, kind of gets excited, like, how many retweets did I get? And Because he says Aww. really funny stuff, and he doesn't try to be, like, the other funny people in my family, they're not trying to be, they are funny, and I know it's funny, and so, I'll like, I'll write down. Um, but my younger son is like, you can't, don't put this on Instagram, and you can't do this, and I, I was like, listen, dude, <laughs> this is the world we live in, okay? Right. You're going to be on Instagram, I'm going to feature you. I'm going to talk about you. This is the cards you've been dealt. If I was a farmer, you'd have to get up and pick corn. <laughs> so, like, deal with this. This is what pays for Enjoy Xbox it. and, you know, Disneyland and a nice vacation <laughs> right. and, like, our pool. So dad puts up with it. You need to put up with it. And um, But it's so funny because, like, like, my older son and my husband, they'll kind of, like, they're so much alike, and they'll kind of team up and, like, make fun of me, like, if I'm cooking and, like, the thing goes flying in some spot. And I get, like, so upset. And they're like, oh, my God, Mom. Like, look what you say about us. Like, we can't say one thing about you. And i was like, okay, I guess you're right, you know. So they. I think they have a pretty healthy attitude about it. But I, I just to say that that's life. You have to just accept it. I'm going to exploit you. Just deal with it. <laughs> Just deal with it. And, the,
1: and the name of the special again is? I don't mean to brag. That's so funny because she said it earlier. She said yeah. the name and I was like, no, no, you're not bragging. <laughs> no, you're, fine. you're fine. You're <laughs> fine. I'm sure you get that sometimes where you say I the name. That's kind of where I, I came up with the name because
3: I say it in a couple jokes. Like, I don't mean to brag, but I have health insurance. Like, th- things that I do think are kind of worth bragging about. Like, I do think, like, I'm like, don't be jealous. It's a PPO. Like, I can pee. Like, you know, pick my own doctors. Like, it's pretty freaking nice. And so, yeah, this stuff, or I'll be like, I don't mean to brag, but there is a target, like, extremely close to my house. Because I remember one time I moved to my new house and my friend goes... Oh my God. Like that target is so close. Like, I'm so jealous. And I was like, that is something to kind of like be (laughs) jealous about. Like, so it's always like these things that you wouldn't think are really braggable, but they're like really
1: braggable. Right. Forget the schools. There's a target. Yeah.
3: (laughs) (laughs) So close. Like I could ride my bike there. Yeah.
1: That's good. So then where are you uh, off to next after you?
3: So next weekend I will be at hyenas in Fort worth and Dallas. Okay. And that's a really fun club. I love that club. And, um, And then I am going to be at Wise Guys the first weekend of October in Salt Lake City, Utah. Oh, good. Yeah. And then I have a bunch of other things going on in L.A. I'm doing a different kind of a show. It's actually based on a podcast called The Great Love Debate. Mm. And we take singles, 100 um, guys and 100 girls, and we kind of, like, figure out why everyone's single and, like, get people to, like, talk to each other and do this fun thing. So I'm just joining it now, but they've been doing it around the country, and we're doing... Uh, 28th and 29th at Flappers in Burbank, and then also um, October 15th at the Irvine Improv. So, Because wow. I've been married so long, but I love getting involved in like other people's love lives <laughs> and giving advice. Like right now, my friend who I'm with this weekend, she's been divorced about two years and like I mm. love hearing about her date oh she's killing it it don't feel bad she's doing fine like I was like okay how many guys have you been with this? so but I mean I, I have to hear about it. I've been with the same guy for 15 years like I need I need to know what fresh dick is like tell me you know like just give it to me let me live vicariously so I can Continue being married and go to heaven, but get enough info to keep <laughs> my like keep me excited. Yeah. Right.
1: That's how I am too. When my friends tell me about stuff now, because I'm married, I'm like, no, no, I need details. Don't just yeah. tell me she came and she left the next morning. Like, what? You know, what was she saying? What but she- then
3: there's times where then I'm super. Like sometimes I'm jealous. Like, oh, oh my God, he picked me up in the greatest car. He's so rich, and you know these sweet things that you know they do. And I'm, you know, I'm always like, yeah. If my husband and I got divorced, we'd probably both be like so much nicer to our next person. You know, like <laughs> you would be. But then at the, then I got my friend uh, copied and sent this text. This girl was trying to set her up and the text said, Hey, I want to set you up. How do you feel about balding? And what's your minimum height requirement? (laughs) I'm like, this is about the most depressing text I ever heard. And then it was like, it was like, I know, you know, my friend doesn't have kids and she's like, would you have kids or consider a surrogate? With donor eggs and a carrier, he'd like to have a baby. And before you go on this date, he wants to know that if you don't want to have your own baby, that you'd at least agree to have a surrogate. I go this is oh, before goodness. coffee date. This is awful. I'm like, this is about. And then the picture comes up, and I'm like, oh. And then I looked at it, but I'm like, the guy's really rich, and I was like, I guess. I showed it to my friend. I go, this is the person that you know. My friend is going to be set up with, and I show my other friend, and I'm like, because I'm watching the names just in case. And I said, oh, in case you marry this guy, and I'm like. I'm like, I mean, I guess. I mean, could you get on top of that and, like, fake it? Like, you'd have to fuck, like, every time you saw him until you were married, and then you could, like, curtail it back. I'm like, (laughs) this is so awful. But you know people think about this stuff. yeah. Yeah. I mean, if he's trying to find a wife that's, like, you know, going to give him a baby, like, so is the woman thinking about who's going to, like, give me the boathouse, you know? Like, yeah.
1: I think think part of it, too, is the age that you're dating, because the requirements that Nineteen twenty are way different than no. the requirements at 30 40 like oh yeah added stuff you need to
3: yeah you need to have your shit together yeah <laughs> right right yeah it's fun when you're dating some guy who's like i make organic cheese like that's really sexy <laughs> And he's got like wants to get into brewing beer like that's so cool. And he's got like that weird like 1895 beard going on like the old like Civil War beard like that's fun. And then but when you're 35 you're like enough with the smelly cheese. Like can you either own a cheese either like work for like Cheddar Cheese Incorporated or like get some shit other shit going because this is not working for me. Right. Right. Yeah.
1: Well, thank you so much. Thank you, you guys. In. So this fun. A, yeah, this was a this lot was a of really fun. This a really fun one. Absolutely. Cool. And if you hear this today and you're in the Charlotte area, get out and see Heather uh, this yes. weekend. She's fantastic. Here all weekend. Yeah. Absolutely.
3: Awesome. Absolutely. Thanks, you guys. All right. Thank you, Heather.
1: Bye. We'll be back. We'll be back.
0: Here's what's coming up at the Comedy Zone over the next couple weeks. This weekend, of course, September 18th and the 19th. Two shows each night, Friday and Saturday. Heather McDonald, you just heard her on the podcast. See her at the Comedy Zone. Sunday, September 20th, The Almost Famous Show with Blair Nias. Tuesday, September 22nd, uh, uh, a uh, benefit show for Disability Rights and Resources. Jimmy J.J. Walker in town for that show. Wednesday, September 23rd, Sarah Tiana from Chelsea Lately and Funny or Die. And then uh, next weekend, September 24th, 25th, and 26th of 2015, Bill Bellamy from MTV, Def Comedy Jam, and of course, Comedy Central, he'll be in town as well. Also, uh, other big shows coming up, uh, we just announced Rob Schneider, uh, Piff the Magic Dragon, Uh, Fortune Feimster also coming and of course uh, Michael Ian Black in the near future and uh, Jim Norton for a calendar of all the shows coming to the Comedy Zone and to buy tickets go right to the Comedy Zone website at cltcomedyzone.com and to keep up follow the club on Twitter and Instagram at ComedyZoneCLT and find us on Facebook International Podcast Day is September 30th and you can help spread the word International Podcast Day is dedicated to promoting podcasting worldwide. You may be asking, what can I do to get involved? It's pretty simple. First, head over to internationalpodcastday.com and check the suggestions. Second, use hashtag podcast day to join in the conversation. Remember September 30th. Now, let's start the conversation. I've never
2: seen a diamond in the Yeah, welcome back to the Comedy Zone podcast. Um I'm here. <laughs> With I'm Brian. Here. Yeah, Will yeah. had to skidaddle. Yeah, Will and Heather both had to skedaddle. Um, probably different places, I would assume.
0: I w I don't know, you know, they did leave together. <laughs> Start some rumors, <laughs> yeah, plant some seeds.
2: Yeah. But yes, they so they left and here here we are.
0: We'll, uh, we should mention in uh, Asheville. Yes, this, uh, this weekend. Yeah, weekend, uh, right? this weekend playing at a brewery. brewery. I don't know the name of it. but Start uh, with an H. Yeah, the brewery that does comedy.
2: H Brewery Comedy Place. He <laughs> will be there with Julie Scoggins. Yeah, that'll be a great um, show. Um, yeah, that'll, that'll be, be a really fun show.
0: So if you're in Asheville listening to us uh, in the Asheville area, <laughs> they're
2: probably looking on there's like 16 breweries that start with H and they're like, which one? Just go, just wander into all of them until you find the show.
0: Yeah. yeah, is there a better reason to do a bar hop in Nashville than yeah, in search of comedy? Exactly.
2: Yeah. That that should be. Uh, well, that would be weird. Would be weird. <laughs> in search of something, bar hop. Uh, where's Waldo? Comedy bar yeah. hop.
0: My luck, I'd find it in the second one. <laughs> find be it in like, the first oh, one. It's over. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's more of a bar step, <laughs> bar hop. <laughs> uh, so we were we were talking about alcohol. Um, just we a were second ago. in the break. You were talking about bourbon. You say <laughs> yeah. bourbon's trending now, like it's a trendy thing.
0: Yeah, I became, I started drinking bourbon. I had a couple ugly bourbon incidents in college, but it wasn't like good bourbon. It was like you know Canada. It was House unattractive. Or you something. just, right. you just said that. Yeah, and it, it, I just like recently sort of uh, got into like you know the the, the higher end bourbons oh. about a year ago, and then I realized that you know I'm just not, you know another trendy a hole. <laughs>
2: That's the number one thing the I'd bourbon. say about yeah. you. <laughs> yeah, so you Brian look at me is and go, "That damn guy, trends." <laughs> it is so
0: just has to be up with the the new stuff. Up um, <laughs> with the new stuff is me. the
2: least trendy <laughs> sentence I have ever heard. <laughs> Have you heard about Brian? He's up with the new He's stuff. He's up with the new stuff.
0: <laughs> Hanging with the kids.
2: <laughs> oh my goodness gracious! I'm gonna anyway. start using that yeah. all the time. <laughs> it's so you know me. I'm very up with the the new stuff. #Hashtag yeah, <laughs> very topical. Stuff. <laughs> 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 oh, um, Yeah. But I didn't know. I didn't know bourbon was like craft beers are trending. Yeah. Right now, I I try to. I like craft beers. I don't. Well, I'm very particular. I don't like IPAs because they taste like like tears
0: they're,
2: they're just so bad they're bitter yeah, yeah. they're bitter it's, ugh, it's a depression in a cup and then i don't <laughs> like um stouts or something because they they want to pretend that they're chocolate or coffee but they're not you're just a weird beer uh so <laughs> ales yeah. <laughs> like yeah. I, just, I like yeah. just like normal lagers and stuff like that so i, I enjoy craft beer every once in a while I really like um there's an ipa like the jalapeno one the bird song jalapeno okay IP. yeah so i like anything jalapeno like spicy sriracha beers but those are super high calories, so I try to avoid they really them. Are, yeah. PBR is a little more than water, so I drink that or something <laughs> instead. But it's so funny how what, what's trending. Like, why would bourbon be a trend? It's been a drink forever, but now it's trendy? Yeah,
0: I think everything comes around, you know what I mean? Eventually it'll be, well, I guess I guess vodka's probably already had its day, but you know, eventually there will be something, yeah. some weird, you know, hairspray will you know as a or like you know mouthwash as a cocktail will come around and be trendy
2: because the things that have been trendy in the past like five years i always they make me laugh like bacon right right That bacon is a trend it's a food and that a food could be a trend and then um beards bacon and beards have seemed to have there's like notebooks you can get that have beards on them and then you know all the celebrities have beards now and uh, it's very much a beard world and a bacon world right now. And now apparently bourbon. It's B words. Yeah. 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 <laughs> We're at the B's <laughs> yeah. for the trend. <laughs> yeah. C's are next. Maybe a yes, yeah. So it'll <laughs> it be centipedes. And <laughs> uh, well, well, C's coffee. Is a... I feel like co- yeah. Yeah. coffee. Yeah. Yeah. And...
0: yeah. 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 Actually, coffee's had what its else? Um, as I sip my Starbucks.
2: Oh, uh, yeah. Well, we we'll, 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 we'll could start with a C now. I'm curious. We can't, We have to come um, up with at least one example. Candy?
0: No. Is that too general? No, yeah. no.
2: That's way too general. It has to be something. Maybe like a drink. Um. Uh, we'll come back to it yeah <laughs> we'll, think, we'll think about it yeah But I, I i was like i can't drink i'm a very much a lightweight
0: yeah no you just told me in the break you <laughs> just take a look at a beer yeah and, i look at it yeah
2: i look at it the wrong way and i'm drunk <laughs> so <laughs> I, I just try to avoid it um, i i do i like alcohol um not enough to get drunk i don't like the feeling of being yeah. just like out of control i don't want to be well, I get very paranoid when I'm drunk that really? I'm being annoying. Yeah. <laughs> and so I'll start talking and then I'll just shut down. And people yeah. are like, "You okay?" And I'm like, "Am I annoying you?" And they're like, "No, what's you wrong? haven't said anything in the past 30 <laughs> minutes." I don't I don't know what's going on with you. I, I I I have that paranoia that uh because when I'm sober and I'm around drunk people, that that is the worst thing. Yeah. <laughs> they're never it, it's endearing for like the first two drinks and then it's just obnoxious. Yeah. There's no real fun. Like, oh my God, he got drunk and, you know, he just, he talks about really cool things and he's got funny stories and we danced. It's always like he's drunk and he puked on my shoes. It's never, there's never like a fun level of drunk in my friends <laughs> that I've Yeah, it really ends well.
0: I had I had a friend, uh, it was after college, Who, whenever he would drink a little bit too much, he would just always go around, Who, you know, like person by person, whoever was in the room. And tell him how much he liked and respected them. <laughs> so, you know, well, like people, nice. he does not like. That's a great shirt. Yeah. <laughs> I like that shirt. It, it got, was funny.
2: Um, when I was maybe younger than I should have been, I was at a bar once, <laughs> and I was. A, it was my first time getting drunk. I was very excited. I was in a well, my first time getting drunk in public. So I was in a bar with my sister, and. I was in the bathroom like way before that. She, the only way she could get me in is I had to be there like three hours before the bar <laughs> opened and like chill there in the back. And hide in yeah, the exactly. storage room. So mm-hmm. I was there and some girl walked in pretty early and she was wearing a really cool dress. I'm like, hey, I like your dress. And she said, thank you. And these are the kind of exchanges, the riveting exchanges you have in a bathroom. Yep. Um and i was sober you know later on fast forward like three hours i am very drunk and i get back into the bathroom and she comes in again And it's like fate it's destiny i'm like oh that's the girl i complimented and i said hey you're that girl with the dress she goes the fuck does that mean (laughs) (laughs) it was was so scary (laughs) She, she, she was so angry and i'm like remember i complimented your dress before and she goes oh sweetie i remember and she gave me a hug and that's like all the emotions was, of drunk yeah, people within one minute
0: like rage and <laughs> yeah. then just completely,
2: acceptance yeah. and then like <laughs> hugging and then i'm sure she went and puked in the stall uh, that was the yeah. that that is one of the drunkest i've ever been because i was younger well your first time too <laughs> yeah like, yeah was, and you know you have you never no idea your, how much you can take exactly you don't, you don't yeah. know your limits i just as an example during that same bathroom session <laughs> I was, it was back when I had, do you remember Nokia phones, like the flip phones? They were indestructible. Anyway, I was looking in the toilet, in the the bar toilet, and my phone fell in there. And in my mind, I went, oh man, (laughs) (laughs) I reached in (laughs) and I put, like there was no hesitation. There was no like... There were so many bums on, the, in, yeah. on this toilet seat. I just reached in, I picked it up, and I washed it off with soap and water, because that's yeah. what you do. Yeah. Um, and I put it in my pocket, and I went on with my... I went dancing yeah. out the door. <laughs> but yeah, drinking, not my friend.
0: Yeah. No, I, think, I, think, uh, I think toilet water gets a bad rap. Ugh. I think it's not... I mean, the environment isn't necessarily particularly clean, but the water itself is fresh water. Yes, yeah, but, not, but the,
2: the, the bowl still has, you know, particles.
0: Yeah, but if you don't if you're just if you're touching the water it's not I mean, I wouldn't I wouldn't, you know, eat something that was stored in the in the toilet water, but but reaching it as long as it was clean water yeah i wouldn't you're looking at me like uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like you never want to shake hands with me yeah. no, i don't i
2: don't like your views on toilet water i'm just gonna go ahead and say that i don't agree with them i don't respect you as a person for those views <laughs> that's, that's gross i think toilet water gets a better rap uh, well, I said it i stand we all by have, it <laughs> yeah we all have our fights to fight i guess i um i was in a i went to some dubstep concert you you aware of dubstep <laughs>
0: Yes,
2: <laughs> you are. I'm, I'm aware of dubstep. You yes. are down with the new thing. So yes. yeah. So I went to a dubstep concert. I can't say that I'm a fan. I went with like some friends who really liked it, and we went into Do the bathroom. And sometimes, <laughs>
1: sorry, how
2: dare you? <laughs> sometimes people being intoxicated benefits you. For instance, I went into the bathroom, and to this day I have no idea why. I looked on the floor, and there was a twenty dollar bill, and it was soaking wet, which I didn't care for. But I picked it up, and I'm like, cool. And it then on, twenty bucks. Yeah, and yeah. then on top of the toilet paper. Dispenser was another twenty dollar pillow that was also wet. And so I like to think, you know, that drunk people were just leaving money to be nice. Because drunk people do things like that.
0: Yeah. No, they do.
2: They they literally have thoughts. I've had friends who are like, We gotta buy that guy a sandwich. I'm like, You don't know that guy. He <laughs> seems to have his own sandwich. And they're like, But no, he's need he needs another one. So sometimes yeah. drunk people get really nice. Yeah.
0: Did when you were at the dubstep uh, uh. show, did it sound anything like this? <laughs> Is this dubstep? This doesn't, I don't, this doesn't sound yet. like dubstep.
2: Yeah, there's no... We, we have it's, to wait for uh, the
0: drop. Imagine Dragons, it says here.
2: Well, yeah, no. It need, well, it could be like a dubstep remix, but there needs to be a drop.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, it does say dubstep remixes all right, all right. of some popular songs. Okay.
2: Of course, you chose the example where it's just going to be a normal right. song the whole time and then at the end... For three minutes. Yeah. yeah. And that's the problem with dubstep. It doesn't end. <laughs> the <laughs> songs are like six minutes long.
0: Mm, sounds like a baby coming up.
2: Uh, yeah, it, w- it would be after the r- after the second chorus. There'd be like a boom, and that's yeah. when all the druggies are like, <laughs> jump up and oh, down. And... All right, here it should be here. There you <laughs> go. <Okay. laughs> people just lose their minds. Too. Yeah. I've been to a lot of dubstep concerts, and the, people are just like, oh my god! Like, oh, are they concerts if it's a DJ? I don't. I never know what to call them. Shows. Yeah. See. Shows? Okay.
0: Well, it- that's a fine question the whole the dj thing isn't it just like a guy with an ipod <laughs> i mean couldn't you pre-produce
2: i guess so a, well i think I, I, if I you're a real talented dj then at the time like uh you get inspired at the time yeah. and you like see how the crowds are to certain songs and stuff but uh, i don't know i have no idea i can't uh, yeah I can't I'm not say, up with the new stuff. Yeah, you apparently you're not. You're apparently, <laughs> so you're not I, know, no. I can't say anything about DJ I have no idea how it goes. It looks I hard mean, to either. me, you know, scratching.
0: Well, I get yeah, I mean like the actual scratching if you're, you know, if, if you have like two turntables, you know, and you're taking the temperature cuz I used to do that in a bar when I was in college. Uh, I I I was you a DJ. You hip mother. <laughs> <laughs> right, I know. Um and you, you know, you take the temperature of the crowd, and you see what they're, you know, what they're into, what they're not into. It was always fun to kind of, you know, clear the dance floor and then try to fill it again. And mm-hmm. it's, you know, so there are things that you know that you can do to kind of, you know, to challenge yourself. But if it's just, I mean, like today, if you don't have, I don't know, it just, I feel like you know, you could put one good three-hour
2: yeah, this song is so session long. together, yeah. yeah,
0: and 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 just have it on your iPod and then just kind of pretend
2: they were well, they were. Um... The shows I've been to, the DJs like, you know, they seem to be doing stuff with their hands and then they're grooving, and that's always cool. They feel real into it. But I don't, I don't know, man. Dubstep's not. I, I like some, but I'm not like a just a fan of the yeah. genre in, in general. Like I wouldn't go to every show blindly and be like, yeah. Ooh, dubstep. You know I mean? Yeah. It's yeah. just a little repetitive for me. But then again, I guess if you're on drugs, repetitive is nice. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's comforting. <laughs> yeah, it's like oh, good. Yeah. I know what's coming up. Everything's safe. I'm in a safe yeah. place. <laughs> yeah.
0: Key and Peel had a very funny uh, dubstep sketch that they did. That it, it escapes me now what the theme of it was, but but I remember thinking it was funny. Yeah.
2: <laughs> what a riveting story, Brian. Thank you.
0: For... <laughs> it's very early. Did we mention it early? <laughs>
2: I love I love love looking at people blankly after they say things (laughs) like that and just watching them get more and more uncomfortable. (laughs) My cousin's from Dallas. (laughs) Mm. You just just stare at them. You smile a little bit like, okay. what do you want me to say?
0: So, in addition to bourbon in the bourbon. break, we were talking about shattered <laughs> shattered dreams um, <laughs> It was a weird break cause it was it was only like five minutes yeah.
2: we covered a lot of stuff
0: we did we solved a lot of problems yeah shattered dreams
2: break. and bourbon missed opportunities. Yes. I feel like we should have a whole show talking to will about just missed opportunities we should yeah he, he d- would have a a million stories i feel
0: yeah i think i i i it, I think we all have that thing that that you know we oh I should have done this I don't you know. I don't know. Well, you're too young to really have.
2: I, w- I wish I would have um, been less shy when I was young. That's like my, but that uh, then I wouldn't be who I am right now. True. Yeah. I probably should have won the $30,000 solving the final puzzle on Wheel of Fortune, but I don't regret that. I didn't know it. Didn't have enough letters. You know yeah. what I mean? The letters I chose were smart, uh, so there's nothing. I, I never like went, I didn't feel like I lost $30,000. Yeah. It's yeah. like imaginary money to me. Yeah, you yeah. had an opportunity, but. Yeah, I went in yeah. there with nothing, and then I won, you know, trips, and I did win cash and stuff like yeah. that. So that was neat. So I don't, I don't feel like regret. Some people, I know some people would spend their whole lives like just like, oh, if only I'd gotten that final right. puzzle. If only I chose this letter instead of the other one. I never had yeah. that moment whatsoever. I actually came back, and people were like, oh, my God, I can't believe that. that's so cool. And then I had this one guy, Bob, <laughs> and he said, yeah, it sucks you missed that puzzle, huh?
0: <laughs> was, nice It's just That's like it. no
2: no it's okay and he's like yeah but that would have been nice well I sure i like yeah. guess it just yeah, doesn't it matter to me it's it, very yeah. i feel very detached from it you know well, I mean? and you
0: had a really cool experience yeah and I, so it's just you, like yeah. if
2: my mom was like oh i saw this dress in the store and uh i didn't know if it was quite your size it seemed a little big but i think it would have looked nice on you i wouldn't be like well there goes that dress yeah i oh. lost it you know what I mean? yeah There's you know no... like weeks
0: later you go man if i had that dress <laughs> yeah
2: if only my whole life would be different and so i just didn't have that moment yeah yeah i also i forget consistently that i was on the show and i haven't really watched the show since yeah like, <laughs> like <laughs> i just forget and some people are like weren't you on a game show i'm like oh yeah i remember now i think for a lot of people their lives that would be like the pinnacle you know what i yeah, mean that yeah, would be yeah. the, the story to tell yep, for the rest yeah. of their lives and then i'm doing so many other things that are kind of unique and fun that i like yeah. to do doing this you know doing stand-up and uh, writing a bunch that i just don't think about it so that, that that's like the takeaway message if there's some something yeah. that goes wrong then it's there's usually something that comes out of it that's worth it yeah i think yeah absolutely
0: know? i i I auditioned for Win Benstein's Money. Do you remember that show? Yeah, when it was on Comedy Central. Ben Stein. and uh, I still talk about it
2: yeah. <laughs> about, about the audition. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. Just, I made the first cut. I passed the test, and then I made the first cut, and it was in one of like the uh, the sound stages. Yeah, and um, so I passed the test. There was a whole room of like you know two hundred people, mm-hmm. and only like fifty people passed the test. Oh wow! So I passed, and then they did like a mock show. And there was, you know, we answered a couple questions. And then there was a question about... You'll appreciate this, actually. There was a question about, like, um, in what prehistoric period did this exist? Okay. And nobody on the panel had, had any idea. You know, there were three of us. No one had any idea. So I just buzzed in, thinking, I'll just say, you know, I know... Roughly what the periods are, I'll just yeah. I'll just pull a period out of thin air and was see it whatever. what was... No, it was. <laughs> I buzzed in and I went Mesozoic. Okay. And, <laughs> who knows why I didn't answer the question? There was some higher power said Mesozoic, Psst. and the <laughs> the guy goes, "Yes, that's correct." Oh wow! And the room, because like. All the other contestants were still there, and some of the people who didn't pass the test were were kind of hanging out in the yeah. room. Like tittered when I got yeah. the answer correct. We're like, oh wow, this, oh, this man he he knows his prehistoric period. <laughs> I have no idea why why I got that answer correct. It just that's crazy. It, I just See, that's threw a out messages. Yeah, it, it, and then I didn't. So I was talking to the producer, and because I'm six eight and Ben Stein is small, yeah. <laughs> The producer was like, you know, we've never had you know anyone on the show who was that much taller than Ben Stein. We think it would be really funny. And then I never heard from him again. Oh, yeah. That so sucks. I was. I I so always close. wonder
2: what goes through their minds. Like during the um, Wheel of Fortune, there was a a prelim preliminary thing. And then three months later, there was like a secondary audition. And they had, I remember one woman in particular, because I was sitting next to her, they had her stand up over and over again. They're like, you, can you yell out a letter again? You, can you, can you try and solve the puzzle again? You, she, then they're like. All right, you can go. <laughs> you know what <laughs> and I mean? We're done with yeah. yeah. Everyone was like, "Oh, the people who were getting repeatedly called on." Everyone's like, "Well, I was only called on once. They only asked me to like stand up and like say something once, and then they dismissed me. They like, they like did a hand gesture like, all right, sit down.'" And I was like, "Oh, there's no way that I'm gonna do this." And then we took the tests and stuff, and uh, they they said uh, they named a couple people, and they're like, "You can stay." And I was in it, and it was yeah. just like me and like yeah. maybe ten other people, and then everyone else. There were maybe fifty people there. Very confused because they were the ones who were standing up mostly and <laughs> stuff like that. They were all dismissed. Wow. But I remember t- when I took the test again. It was another test. Yeah. Um. It was a bunch of just the puzzles. Okay. So we yeah. had um around I think ten minutes to do it, and there were I don't know maybe like between thirty and fifty puzzles, and you know so it would be like S space space R space and then it, the category at the top, and I. Went off to lunch. After that, we got a lunch break. I went off to lunch and thinking, man, I sucked at that. I didn't get two of them. I could not figure two of them out. Like, out of the 50, I was like, I can two of them I, di- I did not get. And then I went out, and I heard everyone else talking, and they are like, was that impossible to anyone else? Did you even get one of them? And I was like, ah, oh,
0: <laughs> maybe I have a chance. It
2: was real tickled. W- words yeah. make sense to me. I like yeah. words. Yeah. If it, that was math, if they yeah. I'm so glad uh. there's not any kind of math. Uh, game yeah. show what a horrible game show that would be Ugh. just a logarithm correct like yeah. it would just be terrible yes. everything about it would be awful go I'm, sign
0: whatever who would watch that yeah First of all, that i'm was, getting all upset yeah.
2: just thinking about <laughs> it it's stressing me out Why would that thinking exist? about it but yeah words so much easier let's not yeah. make that let's make sure that no one ever makes a math-based I'm sure there's people out there like, why aren't there any math-based yeah. game shows? Yeah, I love math. Yeah,
0: I will. I will make that my mission in life to make sure that yeah. that nothing. how no, we protested. That there's never yeah. a math. Re- Has there ever been a math-related?
2: I mean, there's some math stuff on like. Yeah, there's math involved in. and stuff.
0: Yeah, what was that game show that you said? I think I think it was like roughly based on blackjack or something like that, where you had to reach 21. Or it uh-huh. Was probably called twenty one, but
2: well, that's a, that's like I can I can math up to twenty one, yeah, but, I can, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but beyond that, I can't. I'm the worst at math. My my I'm family always was just like, hey Spencer, how much is? And then they just stop and they go, oh, I'm sorry, yeah, <laughs> like yeah they no. apologize to me. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's an ongoing joke, but really, it's not a joke. It's just my sad reality. I cannot math at all.
0: No, I think there's something. I think there's something to that. Like, you know, creative people generally. Just, just don't can't. have that math gene that that, yeah. that doesn't you know so if you're you know if you're an artist if you're i mean it's all sort of you know roughly math related i mean yeah. i know like you know music is very much based on math and Ugh. and things but i can't yeah music's another thing i couldn't i can't i can't, I can't make
2: music either i like yeah. to sing a lot um i'm terrible at it I'm not, I'm not like really bad but no one would be like that was pleasant
1: <laughs> you know? Yeah. Oh, no, no, Spencer like, has such she, a she, nice voice.
2: She's making some more noises. She's she you know a I mean? singer. Yeah. No one. No one would ever say. That. Every. Every once in a while, I'll sing like a very short period of time, and then someone will think it's pleasant, and they're like, "Oh, you have a nice voice." And I hate that because I'm like, "No," because I'm mm-hmm. going to sing the next verse, and you're going to be like, "Never mind. <laughs> I take it back."
0: My wife uh, is is somewhat tone deaf, uh-huh. and so um, w- we briefly considered. <clears throat> Writing it into our marriage vows that she was not allowed to sing. <laughs> you know, th- through sickness and in health, for better or worse, rich or poor, and I promise not to sing. Aw. Yeah. We that's didn't. so cute. But that would have been funny. I,
2: vow, we should... Wedding vows. I can't, I think I'd cry. You know what I mean? Unless they were hilarious.
0: I cried. My wife didn't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh,
2: that's yeah, funny.
0: I, I, I actually... <laughs> there's a great moment in our wedding video where, where our... Our um, officiant, and we got married um, on the side of a mountain in uh, Tucson, Arizona at sunset, oh, wow. which was very cool. Um, and our officiant, um, and there's a whole other story that I won't go into on the radio about uh, the guy who performed our ceremony, but um, I think he's in prison now. Oh, man. But, uh, <laughs> well, you're going to have to explain that later. Like, not, yeah, not, right, maybe right, maybe right.
2: The, not this show, but at some point.
0: Yeah. Well, uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, he had a very sort of like a stereotypical sing song like we are gathered here today mm-hmm. on the side of this mountain <laughs> to, to, it was just sort of high Da-da-da-da. and then low and high and then low and and um. so he he started the the the, the vows and I got through the you know I Brian take you Tara mm-hmm. I and mean, then he said to be my wife and I went it's <laughs> just this, this great moment because that was the point where I lost it, and, and it was just here's this just this huge you know gigantic man
2: just sobbing to my wife! Yeah.
0: yeah, and my Aww. wife was a rock man she, she didn't she didn't cry at all, she unimpressed, yeah, <laughs> yeah, just untouched really by yeah, the whole thing, yeah, just, yeah. Like,
2: yeah, it's Thursday
0: yeah, where, to where I was a puddle,
2: yeah, well, there we go, maybe yeah. that's maybe your th- that moment she was like, huh. Huh. Yeah, <laughs> maybe she was reconsidering some things maybe. Maybe her, her
0: opportunities <laughs> <reconsidering>. were, <yeah. laughs> huh. i wonder what bill's doing
2: <laughs> yeah. i wonder I'll if i just moved if i had just <laughs> gone all the way to california <laughs> that's a callback to something we were talking about not even on the podcast yep yep nope, nope <laughs> no it's
0: good though that, that's just for you and me that yeah one. yeah
2: that's how we should end every podcast i think so just with <laughs> some inside something that no one else knows yep. Just for us. Well, are we done now?
0: Yeah, we can be done.
2: <laughs> That's how I leave uh, all social interactions. <laughs> Goodbye then. Yeah, yeah I'm, uh, is I'm it over it. is this thing uh, over? Whatever
0: it, yeah. it is we were doing.
2: Hey, how are you? Good. All right. We'll <laughs> see you later. Well, okay. Well, this has been fun. We had Heather. We had Will come back.
0: Yeah, Will. Will uh, graced us with his presence for yeah for a little a bit. hot minute. Yeah. And then bailed on us, like a just, shooting yeah, star. Yeah, long enough, Mr. Hollywood, just long enough to talk to Heather, and then and then just and then and he then ran out on, on us.
2: Yeah. So bye then.
0: Um, w- w- sorry, I didn't mean to step on your on oh your goodbye, goodness. which was my very good by the goodbye way. Is it? But are you playing anywhere coming up soon? Am I playing anywhere? Play, uh, are you doing any sets? <laughs> am I <laughs> <you> doing? <laughs> a set?
2: I'm playing the, the triangle. <laughs> I want to hear the rhythms of the cool triangle? Um, am I doing any sets anytime soon? Next week, Tremont. On Wednesday nights, Uh, I'm there every Wednesday and usually do some sort of a guest set. Cool. Um, So that's my next thing coming up.
0: All right. Excellent. So now go ahead and say goodbye. We'll see you next week.
2: Bye. See you next week.
0: The Comedy Zone podcast is a production of Comedy Zone Worldwide and is recorded in a bunker just off the Comedy Zone showroom at the NC Music Factory in Charlotte, North Carolina. The executive producers of the Comedy Zone podcast are Brian Heffern, Lisa Barr, and Brian Baldechevis. Original music composed and performed by John McKeever.